I just got my little notes out. <laughs> Super thorough, man, because man, most people, you know. like, what are you going to talk about? I tell them, like, all right, bet. And, and they, they come, just show up. <laughs> deer in the headlights. And I'm always like, look, it's a conversation. We ain't gotta, I ain't going to probe nobody. But for this one, I was like, I got to make sure I give him solid questions and give them to him before. Cause if yeah, because in real estate, you know, there's um there's a lot of different avenues. There's a lot of different programs. So, you know, it's good to know. Yeah. It's good to know what I'm talking about before. You know, do a little research. Plus, got to make sure we you sound good. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're trying to, trying to promote you on this one. <laughs> I appreciate you. All right. What's good, everybody? It's your boy Tevin Denzel, a.k.a. Tron DeLorean, a.k.a. Dago Soul, a.k.a. your girlfriend's favorite fat boy. And today, I got another one of my SDS brethren in the house. Yes, sir. Mr. Terrell, a.k.a. the Inland Empire. Inland Empire. I want to say Southern California. I just like Southern California. Okay. That was actually one of my questions that I answered. Southern California realtor. Yes, sir. Which is dope to see my brothers going in so many different avenues. But now, like, as you progress in life, you want more things. You know, we went from meeting each other over sneakers on a Facebook group. We've come a long way since Fashion Valley, man. I'm camping out of Fashion (laughs) Fashion Valley. Valley, uh, What was we used to do? We used to just pull up for the... uh, for the raffles. For the raffles, yeah. Yep. man, we came a long way since them raffles. <laughs> I'm saying, and now this brother is slanging cribs, man. helping to to set up and protect generational wealth, mm-hmm. all that beautiful thing. So we're going to go right into it. Terrell, can you just give people just a quick synopsis of who you are, what you do, and why you so dope? Hey, man, I appreciate the intro. Um, Man, yeah, like I said, we go way back. SDS, man, so many good uh, friends and family met in that group. Mm-hmm. Um, but me, originally, I'm from Texas. Um, joined the military, did 21 years, long story short. Um, and now that I'm in real estate, I retired a year and a half ago. Now that I'm in real estate, mm-hmm. I like to go back and teach the younger airmen um, what I learned. Yeah. Just being in real estate a year, I've learned so much. Mm-hmm. And I wish I would have known back then what I know now about you know, the leverage of real estate and how you could use it to yeah. build generational wealth. So this has been just one year. Just I only been in real estate a year. That's crazy because I mean the the SDS barbecue at Ski Beach was like a year ago. Yeah. So you was fresh, fresh. Fresh, like, fresh. This brother I came think, through with you know, business cards you told and everything. Me, when you introduced me to I met one of your Lonnie. friends there. Lonnie, yeah. That was probably the first like my first dabble in trying to grab a client. It, it didn't. It seemed seamless though. Yeah. The way you put up, you had the cards. He's like, "What are you I looking had the for?" Cards on? <laughs> yeah. He had the whole thing. It was genuine. It wasn't like that a sales like pitch. First, it was like a real like, conversation. Trying to grab a client out in San Diego. Like, okay, let me see if I can. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was smooth. I'm pulling up the notes. I don't think I'm. I'm just you know scrolling TikTok or whatever. No, you good. You I'm good. pulling up the notes because I had I had to set aside some questions for Terrell. Mm-hmm. So I wanted to make sure when I brought him on that we had all our ducks in a row. Um, so the first thing I want to know is you know. What got you into real estate and how did what was the process of becoming a realtor? So for me, what got me in real estate, um, towards the end of my career, I knew after being in for 21 years, I mean, I wouldn't change a thing for me. Mm-hmm. The military isn't for everybody, but, you know, I knew at that point I didn't want to work for anybody. Yeah. You know, I went to school, I got my bachelor's, I got my master's, but I knew I didn't really want a boss anymore. I yeah. wanted to do my own thing, and real estate was kind of one of those things where, unfortunately, at the time I was going through a separation, so we were at we were selling our house, mm-hmm. and um, 
I literally just asked my real estate agent, like, hey, you mind if I come intern with you? There's this program in the military called the Skill Bridge. Mm. I can get out six months early and uh, I can intern for you. They'll pay me. You don't got to pay me anything. Yeah. And I just show up. And she was like, sure. And, and that that started my journey. Yeah, yeah. So you selling your house actually got you yeah. into ironically yeah. selling houses, which is crazy. Yeah. yeah, ironically. And then so, you know, going through the process, you got to go through a uh, a three month course. Mm -hmm. Really easy. I mean, people people try to make it harder than what it is, but it's not. Yeah. Um, and it's only three months because the courses are time locked. Mm -hmm. You can only do so much in 30 days. So what I did was I just waited the 90 days yeah. for all the courses to unlock, bought a bottle of Jameson and, and <laughs> relaxed the weekend and, and knocked it out. Like I literally locked out, you know, the three courses in a weekend. Yeah. And then once you have your certificate from finish the courses online, I think I went through allied schools, which mm -hmm. is easy. I can send people that information. Yeah. Um, I took the state exam, which again, people try to make that harder than what it is. It's not hard at all. Mm. I literally found a YouTube channel. Um, this guy, I forgot his name. I will plug him right now if I knew the, if I remembered the channel. But it, mm. I you, literally Google California real estate exam, and this guy's videos popped up, and it was the top seventy-five California real estate exam questions. It's like a three-hour-long YouTube video. Yeah. It's rough to get through. <laughs> three hours. Just, I mean, watching a three-hour YouTube. But I mean, he makes it interactive, and he's yeah. he cracking jokes in, but it's about three hours. <laughs> but I literally listened to that video for a weekend, another weekend after I signed up for the test, mm. listened to it on my way down here to San I was going to say, was it a smooth run through? You just watched it multiple times? Yeah, I watched of... it multiple okay, times. Okay. Um, on my way down to San Diego, because I took my test down here, listened mm. to it all the way down here. Took the test. I mean, I thought I knew the test backwards and forwards because yeah. I knew the answers before I even finished the question. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that ended up blowing up in my face because <laughs> afterwards I was so, I was the first one done. I was like, man, I killed this. Yeah. Get the paper. Because they tell you right then if you pass or fail. Got my paper, got in the car, opened it, and I fell. I missed Damn. about one. And I was just like, what? Like I couldn't believe it. And um, what happened is the video that the guy was you going through mm -hmm. what they do is they change words maybe just like one or two words in each ah, question okay, okay. that will give you a different because that's how real estate is yeah. real estate you can change one word in a contract and get a totally different outcome so yeah. you got to be really careful with that um and that's what they did with those answers on the test. Yeah. They changed little words in the questions that made it a totally different answer. So you and started so, reading like, oh, I know exactly. this answer. But so you know I didn't even switch. read the whole question. I yeah. just was answering them. Ah, so okay, the, okay. I literally went back the next day. Yeah. I called my broker. I was like, man, I fell. I can't believe it. He was like, oh, don't worry about it. Just go back and take it tomorrow. I was like, oh, I can take the test again tomorrow? He was yeah. like, yeah, you just got to pay again. It was only 60 bucks. I was like, all right, cool. Came back to San Diego the next day, took it, <laughs> made sure I read every question this time, yeah. passed it, no problem. There you go. You got a real estate license three months. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. So you really got to want to do it, though. So I feel like everyone, not everyone, but people just say, I'm going to become a realtor. Yeah. For one, I feel like most people don't have the passion. Man. But also, like you just said, I feel like if you make it harder than it has to be, then it is. It is. But if you're doing straightforward, you know what you want, you know what you're trying to do, easy to get easy to get into it, but the, then the back end work. Man, is the really grind starts. is crazy. So yeah. I, tell, I tell people, because people look at real estate agents, and yeah, we have like this life, this facade. I mean, some there's some agents out there that's killing it. 
But yeah. then there's some agents out there that's just kind of living this facade. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to do that. I try to just be 100. It yeah. is a grind. Yeah. I feel like I work more now than I did when I was in the military, <laughs> man. To be completely honest, yeah. I'm up at 5.30. What time is it now? I, I was up no, at 5 o'clock this o'clock. morning. Yeah, it's 9 o'clock at night. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an open house today. I had a showing today. Um, it's, it's you got to really want to be yeah. a real estate agent because the money you got to grind for it. It doesn't yeah. come easy. So you'll have slow months, you'll have really good months, and Man. some months you might not even get anything. Right just... now, because of the rise of interest rates, mm-hmm. like the market has slowed down to a screeching halt. Like I'm, yeah. for me personally, I'm busy. Yeah. But I'm talking to older real estate agents that's been in the game and they haven't seen anything like this, like the slowdown right now. Yeah. People are being really frugal with their money. People are really holding on to everything because they don't know. It's an uncertainty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I work in hospitality, which is, of course, not reality. But, you know, with us, it's like we're starting to kind of see a lot of reservations coming in. They're getting canceled. Mm. People are calling us like, what is the cancellation policy? Mm. I want the best rate, but I don't know. I'm not coming until July. I don't know what July is going to look like. Mm-hmm. And I read, I think it was yesterday that the Fed was, you know, going to raise the. Oh, he the, did. In, they did. I, was it today interest or yesterday? Yeah. It was yesterday. They raised interest again. Point, uh, mm-hmm. 0.25%. So, yeah. What does that mean for the average homeowner? The average homeowner and home buyer right now? Okay. So now that's kind of two different avenues of interest rates. So. Well, let me ask you from this way. Let me just say from, let's finish from my perspective. Okay. I'm trying to come, I'm trying to buy my first home. Okay. What does that mean for me when they say the interest rates are getting higher? Okay, got you. So right now, um, interest rates right now for uh, first-time home buyers, we're looking at about 6%. Okay. Um, which typically, it's, it's crazy to say, isn't high. I think, People were so used to being spoiled with the 1%, the 2%, yeah. the 3%. But if you look at longevity, the last 40 years, mm-hmm. the average interest rate was like 7 and 3 quarter or 7.5%. Yeah. So we're still under the 40-year average. Yeah. But people are screaming, oh, it's high interest rate, it's high interest rate. The problem right now is the how the prices of homes haven't, properly reflected the high interest rates houses the home prices are coming down yeah they're just not coming down fast enough yeah and i think that's what jay powell is doing so what jay powell when he said he's raising the interest rate he's raising the interest rate as far as um when banks are borrowing money Mm -hmm. so he's trying to stop inflation He's trying to make things cost so much where people are like, you know what? I'm not going to buy anything. So Again. prices have to come down. Yeah. That's what he's trying to do. We're trying to force the prices, prices down. aren't coming down fast enough. Yeah. And that's why he keeps raising the rates. That's crazy. Okay. Because yeah. I, I see it in my head. I'm like, does that mean that people are going to just kind of hold on to things? Or like one thing I was thinking, I was talking to my girlfriend, I, I was saying, would this make houses come down? Because interest is so high. Mm-hmm. Again, if interest is high and no one's going to buy, people are going to be like, you know what? They're not going to buy it at this. I have to come down. No, nah, prices are coming down. Okay, so that's, prices are right, coming okay. down. They're just not coming down fast enough. Yeah. California is just one of those niche markets where <laughs> you will have a person that comes from Orange County mm-hmm. and will spend ungodly amounts of money for a piece of nothing just because they like the view. You know what I mean? Yeah. And 
it's it's hard to base a real estate market on where it's just California just got a lot of money. I mean, point blank. <laughs> I mean, it's California, yeah. there's just a lot of money out here and people will spend it. Yeah. So when people are saying like, oh, the housing market is slowing down, this and that. Yeah, it is. But in, out here, people are still spending money. Yeah. Yeah. California is it's a different breed. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me see. So. With that being said, so let's say if you're selling a home right now. Mm-hmm. So, of course, prices are going down. Are you seeing them go down on, let's say, like family-style homes, or is it more or less like the larger like larger cribs that are kind of coming down? I, I say across the board, all. All of them? Yeah, okay. across the board, all. Um, and, I mean, if you and if you are looking to sell your house, yeah, what I would say is just be realistic. Mm-hmm. You know, the days of you getting... 20 30 40 50 thousand dollars over what you listed for are gone yeah it's not happening mm-hmm. like it's not happening anymore houses are sitting on the market 30 60 90 days yeah um i'm getting right now my my buyers are getting closing cost credits mm-hmm. um home improvement credits yeah you know things of that nature you can there's so many avenues and different um incentives that yeah. you can get to sweeten the deal because they have to yeah. You know, you want to sell your house, you got to sweeten the deal a little bit. Yeah. Man. So speaking of incentives, what what would the, let's say like for me, myself, mm-hmm. my girlfriend and I, we're, we're about to start getting into the market in the next year or so. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking to get a crib and we have, we have a daughter, it, are there certain programs that we should be looking into? Uh, what, what would be offered to us? Do we get something different than if it was just a single person trying to get the, the home? Okay. Well, first, uh, first I would ask, okay, um, do you have any military background? No. Okay, so the VA loan is out the way. Um, California does have a program. It's called Cal Halfa mm-hmm. um, for first-time home buyers. Um, but what I like to push people to, um, especially if this their first-time home buyer, and they are willing to see the long-term benefit of real estate, mm-hmm. is the NACA program and to purchase multifamily units. Okay. Um. What I would tell you and your your girl to do, I would look for a triplex or a quadplex mm-hmm. in the San Diego area um, to the point where you already want to have tenants in the property. Okay. You can use that tenant's property rent mm-hmm. As qualification, you can use seventy five percent of their rent to help you qualify. Oh shit! Okay. To purchase the whole home. Yeah. Now, what NACA does? NACA is a program for first time home buyers, normally with low, um, low, low credit, low to in, low uh, income credit, mm-hmm. and um, no money down, but it is a very strenuous process. Like yeah. they are gonna dig into your finances. Yeah. They want to see. Two years W-2s, they want to see bank statements. They want to see all your debt. They want to see credit card statements. Yeah. And they're going to ask for it multiple times. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people get frustrated with the NACA program because of that reason. But mm-hmm. what they don't understand is you asking a bank to loan you hundreds of thousands of dollars yeah. for nothing. And they got to know this is a good investment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like you walking in the door, you're signing some papers, mm-hmm. and you're asking for hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. You can't be upset that they're going to dig into your history a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? One it, thing that got me was talking about houses. Like, even though we're going, we're purchasing a home, which could be an investment, mm-hmm. to the bank, we're also an investment. Exactly. So one thing I was going to ask you is, so would you prefer someone going to buying their first home with no credit? Of course, that is probably the best idea. But 
Do they want to? No credit. What do you mean? I mean, not no. I'm sorry. No debt. My bad. Um, like, do they want to see you actively paying off stuff and how good you are? Or do they want to see you a clean? Well, what they're gonna look at, they're gonna look at your credit to debt income ratio. They're gonna look at that to see how much money you got coming in to what you got going out. Yeah. Um, you don't want to be over DTI 20, 30 percent. Okay. 20 percent. Um, but really, what they're gonna keen in on is your credit score. That's okay. where that's where you want to make sure your credit score is yeah. is is high and that you're doing the proper steps to get a good credit score 640 or higher um for most programs even some lenders can go down to like 580 yeah you know but when you go down that low you're gonna get a danger zone yeah you're gonna get a really high interest rate so it's better to just take the time to fix your credit than to take an interest rate that high because you got a really low credit score you know what i mean we want to for one when we get our house we want to have no no debt if possible okay because we want to make sure that we're making more than just whatever the minimum is right because we want to we're going to get probably a 25 30 year loan Mm -hmm. but we want to pay it off before then gotcha one thing my dad bought this house uh what is it now going on about four years and he's he just turned 60 Mm -hmm. so he's like i don't know if we're going to be here for another 30 years so he's been paying like you know double whatever the mortgage is and he's also you know paying half the mortgage in the one on orange county um, mm-hmm. his backstory on that house but he's just like you know when you get these loans you're gonna pay it for 25 30 years so one thing with us we're like you know we have a daughter now mm-hmm. god forbid something happens to us we don't want to leave her with a huge mountain of debt and in this house especially when we work so when we've gonna, we're gonna work so hard to get it her lose it so we talked a bit before the pod about leaving things in trust like that mm-hmm. for first time home buyers what do you recommend as far as safety and, and security and when you first get that home? Because getting the home, of course, is a huge deal. Mm-hmm. But then to make sure you can also not only maintain it, but to protect it. Well, I, I would like to go back and tap into what you said before because the that was way a long that, question, I know. Yeah, the way that you <laughs> um, explained debt. Mm-hmm. Okay, so all first of all, all debt ain't bad debt. Yeah. So the way that you're explaining debt in your home it's not really debt in your home. You're building equity yeah. in your home. That's yeah. equity that you can use to actually go purchase more things, yeah. uh, more properties or investments or things of that nature. So mm-hmm. when you're looking at your property that you own, these mm-hmm. two homes, don't look at it, at it as debt. Yeah. Look at it as equity. Okay. Yeah, because you can tap into that money and yeah. you can use it for other things. Like you want to start a trucking business, take a home equity line of credit out, start a trucking business. Or you want to take a home equity line out, buy another rental property, you can do that. Yeah. So it's not really debt at that point. You yeah. know what I mean? So the equity, is that basically what yeah. you already paid or what you- Why what would the house you- I really want to ask your dad, why would he pay? Like, why would he double up on a mortgage like that? He was doing it in the beginning because they had stacked <laughs> I, so much, but I, I think know. now he's slowed down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not a financial advisor by yeah. any means, but he has I, slowed down a little I bit. No, past we got the girls. I would want to. I would love to let, sit him down with one of my my financial team guys to see because yeah. there's probably some plays that y'all could make. To I mean, yeah, he's been working on trying to get a refinance for it. I mean, yeah. he got a great rate with Navy Fed, and then we actually just got solar, mm-hmm. so we're trying to help you know with some things on that add a little bit more value. Got but, you. I know, mm-hmm. I think it's in, it's in a couple of years and look to try to refinance possibly. Because, yeah, right now, the big play is ADUs. ADUs? What's ADUs that? ADUs is uh, additional dwelling units. Okay. So, say you're, you're, you're own a house in Orange County. Yeah. It's a single family, single family home, yeah. like residence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How big is the lot? 
Um, I can actually look it up for you right now. Let me see. Well, it doesn't really even really matter, honestly. So let's just we just gonna throw numbers out there. So you got a single family residence. Say let's just say twenty five hundred square feet. Yeah. Nine thousand square foot lot. Okay. All right. You can literally turn that one house into three houses, and here's how. In ADUs, you can put up a, to a 1,200-square-foot ADU in your backyard, two-bedroom, mm. one-bath, and then you can also convert your garage into a junior suite up to yeah. 700-square-feet, yeah. one-bedroom, one-bath. Now, let's just say your pops, he takes out a home equity line of credit to finance this ADU bill. Yeah. Yes, he's he's gonna his interest rate is going to go up because mm. interest rates are high right now. Yeah. Right? But why is he stressing the interest rate when he's going to have renters in there paying for it? Yeah. He's not paying the interest. So you say kind of spread, <laughs> you know spread what I'm saying? Like, he more, ain't yeah. paying the interest. Like, he yeah. going to put a family in that ADU. He yeah. going to have a family in that man home. And he can rent out the garage or he can rent it out for storage, residual yeah. income. He can have y'all stay in the main house. That could be y'all main house. And yeah. then y'all could be property managers for the person that lives in the ADU and the person that lives in the garage. Ah, see. You, you see what I'm saying? Now right. you turn one house into three. See, and that's that's something again. This is why it's a great conversation because I would never thought of that. Yeah. When I think about renting, I'm like, all right, the house as it is, we'll rent it out to mm -hmm. people. But you saying you can take that whole plot and possibly just rebuild stuff on it and yeah. make that more. It's called ADUs. So right now, okay. California is about 3.5 million houses in deficit. Meaning that we're three and a half million houses behind the amount of people that are here. Say that one more time for the people. Three point five million, which is crazy, crazy, behind in houses. That's why you see yeah. all these developments popping up everywhere. Um, so what they did is they released a law that gives everyone in California the ability to mm -hmm. build ADUs, additional dwelling units. Yeah. But the stipulation is that you already have to have a a single family residence on the property because mm -hmm. this is an addition to yeah. that. And um, yeah, like I said, you can turn one house into three. Mm -hmm. And if, if you're renting each part of it out, why are you worried about the interest rate? Cause your renters are paying for it. They're and then guess what's going to happen. Eventually that interest rate is going to go down. Yeah. So when that interest rate go down, you're going to refinance. But what you ain't going to do is lower your rent. Yeah. Bingo. Ah, okay. <laughs> Bingo. Long game. It's so, all the long game. Man, see, so you're making these questions easier and easier <laughs> for me. So with that being said, I'm going to kind of go back to one of the other questions I had is okay. when I had asked you earlier is when we're talking about having a home, right, and you're, you as a realtor, do you deal with mostly people who are buying to flip or, mo or more people who are looking to get that home for a generational uh, space? Uh, well, me, I, I've been lucky, honestly. So when I first started in real estate, mm -hmm. um, it was with a land developer. Yeah. Um, so I learned a lot about zoning, um, zoning laws, getting in with the planning commission, mm -hmm. the um, city ordinance. Um, yeah, and just, just working with the city. Because once you start developing and trying to build things, mm -hmm. you got to get in good with the city because they control everything. Yeah, yeah. all the movements. Um, but I, so I learned that aspect. But then I also I deal with just normal, you know, my f very first client was a neighbor of mine. They just had a baby. 
was about to have another and needed to move. And I was, he was like, oh, you got your license? Can you help me? I was like, yeah. of course, boom. And it, it just organically happened like that, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and then I also work with investors that do, <laughs> I do it all. So yeah. I have guys that are out there looking for distressed properties, um, wholesalers. So they'll go out, you know, find a distressed properties, run the ROI, return on investment numbers or how much money they got to put into it. Okay, I can flip it for this. Yeah. Boom, the numbers look good. Let's do it. Let's put an offer in. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had two clients of, of both sides coming at one property? Um, nah, no, not not for me. Okay. No. Now, when I first started in real estate, <clears throat> this, mind you, this was about a year and a half ago. My first client, the guy I helped get the house, yeah. um, this was still around a time where the market was hot. Yeah. So we actually submitted maybe like 10 or 15 offers mm -hmm. on different properties. And he just kept getting beat out, kept getting beat out because yeah. people were out, you know, overbidding. But then it got to the point where he was in that right moment where the market shifted yeah. and houses started to sit. So then he ended up getting the house that he wanted for the price he wanted. Yeah. Yeah. All good. And then my second deal, the market shifted a little bit more. I was able to negotiate closing costs. Mm. Got my guy in the house. I think he walked in with like twenty k equity because it appraised higher than what they off what yeah. we offered. So, yeah, okay, worked out. Cause we got this one uh, during COVID. Okay, actually bought this the first day we moved in was actually ironically Fourth of July. Oh wow. Okay. So mid COVID, uh, they started looking in like you know February March. Mm -hmm. We had a couple that they were like, we're gonna get it, we're gonna get it. And because at that time, people were kind of throwing a lot of cash and getting a lot of, you know, loans, we got beat out a lot. People mm -hmm. who were like, you know what, I got them paying cash up front. So at one point, they were like, we're just kind of done. We'll just wait. They got discouraged. Um, shout out Christina, who was a friend of mine from high school, who was our realtor. Mm -hmm. She found this place. And even this one, we almost lost it. Oh, wow. But the person buying it, oh, I'm sorry, the person who was selling it was like, the other buyer I can tell, they want to flip this house. We've lived here for about, I think it was like 15 Somewhere between 15 and 30 years. It was a, it was a minute. Personal. She was like, I want this to go to somebody who's going to have a family. Mm. I want whoever moves onto this block to be a family and for this to be that, a family unit not to become mm -hmm. a quick flip in this neighborhood. Gentrification is happening. Yeah. And you know, it's funny you say that. It's that is starting to happen a lot where people yeah. are like, nah, I don't want to sell to investors. I want to sell to like a family. Yeah. That's starting to ha I'm starting to see that a lot nowadays. Yeah. yeah. So buyers do have a lot of that preference of, you know what, like I want to, I mean, I get it. If you've lived yeah. in a house for, you know, it's like 20 years. Yeah. It's personal at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever had someone, um, you know, sell a house to someone and then before it closes, kind of get cold feet and back out. Like, I don't know if I want to do that deal. Um, no, not really. No. So what I try to do is I prepare my clients to be emotionally prepared. Because first you got to get emotionally detached from the house. Yeah. Because if you're not emotionally detached from the house, it's going to be a rough yeah. process. You know what I mean? You got to get yourself emotionally detached and know, okay, this is what we're doing. Yeah. Lay the groundwork, lay the blueprint, and then just follow the process. Yeah. We checked out a couple spots, and the owners were there during the open house. Mm -hmm. And it was like this. That's was, the worst possible thing. I, I never want my owners at my open houses. And it was one of them. Like, the <laughs> son was there, and he was, like, in his room chilling. So I'm I'm trying to look through the rooms, and I say, oh, my bad, man. I'm thinking he's, like, you know, one of people. One like, of the people that open house. But now it's their house. And they're, and they're like, oh, we're sorry. We're going to go outside. We're going to go get some food. 
and they like kind of like were doing stuff in house and left and I was like this feels mad awkward yeah, it's awkward. you know what I yeah, mean they don't really want to sell it they, yeah they don't really want to sell it and that yeah. house actually ended up they actually ended up pulling it yeah they were like we don't want to sell it yeah they don't want to sell it but I always wonder that because that one incident I was like y'all know that y'all have an open house like it's been posted <laughs> But y'all are still here, so I'm yeah, like... They wasn't emotionally detached yet. And that's yeah. got to be crazy, because, I mean, yeah. you know, again, if it's a family house, like, yeah, we want to get a bigger house, we want to move on, but it's like, that's that emotional tie is still mm-hmm. there. Okay. Yeah. So... You see. do run into that. Mm-hmm. Is it often, or is it kind of more or less just... No, I mean, it's it's hit and miss. It depends. I mean, every client is different, every situation. That's why I kind of like real estate, because... Every situation is different. Yeah. Yeah. It's never a cookie cutter start to finish, A, B, C, D. It's mm-hmm. like always. And and honestly, I like it. I like making the deal. Yeah. That's, yeah. I enjoy like the negotiation process and I like process, <laughs> negotiation <laughs> process. And uh, I just like making the deal happen, man. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you find your clients? Do, do clients usually come to you or do you kind of go out there and man, you know, I do. put your name out there? Well, referrals are always nice. I get I get referrals from family and friends. Um, I also do door knocking, cold calling. Um, I deliver mailers. I'm out on the street networking. Like how's a cold calling? I used to work at 24. Man, I hated cold calling. <laughs> that was I could if you came in the gym or if I saw you out in t- in town center, I could pull up on you, have a conversation, yeah. get you in there, sign you up, no problem. The cold calling though, like getting referrals and calling, I was ah, it was just, you know. It it's funny. For me. Everybody says they hate it. I think this shit is funny. Yeah, I enjoy it. I be playing Call of Duty. I be <laughs> I be chilling, <laughs> man. Chilling doing it. Cause I have my script like memorized. So mm-hmm. as soon as somebody answers the phone, like I know exactly what I'm saying. I match yeah. their tone. Like if it's a girl, hey, how are you? I'm mat- hey, how are you? You know what <laughs> I mean? I'm matching yeah. their tone, and um. I enjoy cold call. I've had some really dope conversations with people, cold yeah. but I've also been cussed out. Yeah. So I mean, but that would, then again, they like, me there. you know, it's just like, ah, oh, that person must have been having. I don't let that bother me, man. Yeah. Like I don't even know who that was. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever, man. At the resort we work at, there was a period where they were like, "All right, we're we're kind of slowing down. Mm-hmm. People aren't traveling as much. We're gonna call people who have stayed here in the last two years. They give us a list, and we're like." We're going to let them know what our deals are mm-hmm. and see, hey, they say here in June, let's see if we can get them back this June. And we were looking at the room types and they had people calling and saying, hey, you know, I'm calling from yada, yada, yada. I see you stayed here and it's the room type you have. Here's what we offer. And I mean, it worked for a couple people, but a lot of people were like, never call me again. Take wow. me off this mailing list. And the people that I work with were like, they hated it so much. Wow. To me, I was like, it's actually kind of cool because yeah, I mean, you know. It's not bad. If you're if you're a consumer, having someone know what you like and calling you, it feels good. Because mm-hmm. most places will send you an email and not think about you, but to give a personalized call, it's like, oh yeah, that human aspect definitely has to feel good. Yeah, you know, I do it. I I, I like cold calling. I mean, it did take me a while to rip that bandaid off and actually get to <laughs> it. But once yeah. I started doing it, I was like, I don't really understand what's the big deal. And you not... you love what you do though too. Yeah, I do. Yeah. I mean. That's what, and that's another thing. Like, if you're gonna do real estate, you really want to. Like, you're really gonna have to want to do this because, like, the grind is crazy. (laughs) Like the grind, I can't explain it no other way. Like, I had a homie. He's a bartender. He was talking about getting his real estate license, doing it on the side. And I I looked at him. I was like, man, if you're not gonna be all the way in, yeah, like. 
why even waste your time? Like, because yeah. with real estate, it can be very, very lucrative, but mm. you gotta be a hundred percent all the way in. I don't feel like this is a job for for someone to do part time. If you can, you can't. Shouts do to it. you. We were in Cancun, and one of the girls with us is a realtor out here. Mm-hmm. And they were like, where is she at? Why is she at the pool? And, and then her homegirl who works in the same, you know, team as her was, oh, she's talking to clients right now. Yeah. And I was like, working. yo. <laughs> that reminds yeah. me when I work for the Navy. I was off, but I have my guests call and ask me questions. I yeah. want a book. I'm like, all right, well, let me do this. But you have to have that constant grind. Yep. It's so always. how do you find your, your balance with work and life? Like, how do you find that work-life balance? You got two, two beautiful boys, man. Man. Two handsome young men in your life. So how do you, how do you balance, you know, being – the amazing realtor cat you are, but also being that loving and supporting father on this end. That you know, it's hard. Um but then again, like I said, I'm only a year into it. I think yeah. I'm balancing it pretty good. Yeah. Um but yeah, my boys come first, man. Yeah. Like if they call, I'm gone. So yeah. I've never really had that issue. Not yet. Yeah, I haven't really came across that Let's yet. Hope you so, don't though. Yeah, I don't think and you know, and what what I another thing I like about being in real estate, yeah. I'm my own boss. Mm-hmm. Like if I don't feel like moving, I'm not moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. I don't have to go to the office every day or I don't have everything I can do real estate, I can do from the comfort of my home. Which I don't have great. to. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I and I got Freedom now. I think I spend more time with my boys now than I did when I was in, for sure. And that's beautiful. hundred percent, yeah. You ever taking them to a showing? Oh, yeah. I yeah. take them all the time. Yeah. <laughs> I take, so it's funny because I put the bug in their ear early. Like, mm-hmm. I be breaking percentages down with them. Like, hey, this house is, if I sell this house for 700000 and I get 3% commission, like, what is that? What does that look like? What yeah. Is and, yeah, and they, they see the numbers and they're like, oh, what? Like, <laughs> you can see, like, you get what? Yeah. Like, yeah. That's crazy. But you got to grind because that check can go away in a blink of an eye. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I I tell people in real estate, don't don't spend it before you got it until yeah. the ink dries because until escrow signs that dead line, that check ain't, it's, it's not. Yeah. Yeah, it's not there yet. So, so yeah. yeah, it could go away. I've seen the craziest thing happen. Like people pull out at the last minute. Um, not get approved at the last minute, mm. and yeah, that was one thing I always wondered. Was I just? I mean, my homegirl who helped us get this house, her daughter, I think she just turned one. Mm-hmm. One, yeah, she just turned one, I believe. But they take her to their showings. Her and her husband are on the same. They're like a family team. Oh, shout nice. Out to, shout out to the Minnows. Man, if you can double up before me and my ex split, I tried to get her into the um, the TC game because she's yeah. really organized. Mm-hmm. So like. If you know somebody that's a really organized person that can keep, you know, track of contracts and make sure things are moving along, yeah. like they can make four or five hundred bucks a pop, six hundred bucks a pop. Just doing that? Just doing TC. Well, just on, just organizing paperwork. Sending my, emails. My job right now, I work with groups, so when I when contracts come in, even though like it's already been signed, I'm like, hey, did y'all know y'all put this in here? Do y'all know? Man. I keep all the contracts in when we get addendums and get new all you things have added. To do, I think you have to get a license. It's kind of like a real estate. It's not as strenuous as a real estate license, but yeah. there is a license, I think, involved to be a TC. But that's all it is, is transaction coordinator. That's all you're doing is making sure the transaction is coordinated. Yeah. <laughs> Sending shit? emails, making sure people <laughs> docu-sign this, docu-sign that, compile yeah. it, make sure that agent gets what they need. Make yeah. sure I get the paperwork I need, 
at the end of the escrow, six hundred bucks TC fee. I might need to look into that. Yeah, look into that. I tried to get because I mean, and then what's cool is if you're a good, if you're a really good TC, mm-hmm. agents will because they need their transactions to go flawlessly. Yeah. Because if you got a bad TC and he's missing deadlines and things ain't getting signed, yeah. that's how the deal gets can't fall apart. Yeah. So you want a good TC on your team that can handle the paperwork and efficiently and get it back to you, you know, as quick as possible. Okay. Yeah. Six, six, I think I've seen some TCs make 700 bucks a deal. Like, that's crazy. And, you and they got, just got to coordinate everything. working for like five sure or six it's... agents and you got six agents and each agent has two deals yeah. and you're making five to 600 bucks a day. Yeah. It can get silly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Real I estate, there's to. so many avenues of making money. It can get silly. Oh my God. Yeah. So back to what you're saying, people who don't like who like back out the last minute. Mm-hmm. So let's say I'm buying a home, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going in. Um, I I don't do my proper appraisal of the house, so I don't do all. I think appraisal is something you really need to get done Your to make diligence. sure that you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Let's say I, I forget something like that, and last minute I'm trying to buy the house. I'm like, ah, you know what? I don't want to do it. At what point can I back out safely, instead of having to be like, you know what? You didn't you didn't properly get out in time, so now you owe us x amount so most contracts um off the top of my head i want to say it's 10 days so you get it well let me back up everything is negotiable okay (laughs) in real estate everything is negotiable but um you do get an inspection period so whenever you write an offer you were writing that offer okay with um we're gonna offer you let's just say five hundred thousand, but we want a 14 day contingency for inspections and things of that nature so that is the time frame that you get. Now, you'll send that offer out. Now, the seller might be like, okay, I agree to the price, but I only want to give you seven days. Or, I mean, you can go yeah. back and forth. It depends. But most of the time, for inspections, they just sign off. So yeah. during that 14 days is when you're getting your appraisal done. Mm-hmm. You have your home inspector come in. Yeah. You're taking a walk through the property to see if anything is out of place or anything that you might want to ask for to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And then during that time... Um, you'll resend out another, hey, these are the things that we found. This is what we would like to be fixed. Mm-hmm. And um, then you start negotiating okay. with the seller. And then the seller can be like, no, we're going to sell as is. Or um, what's happening a lot now, um, we're not going to fix anything, but hey, we'll give you 20K towards closing. Or we'll give you 20K closing mm-hmm. costs to fix whatever y'all want to fix whenever. Yeah. You know what so I mean? So we're not going to do it, but we'll give, we'll give we'll you give that you some bonus off back to do it. Yeah, Bingo. okay. Because okay. it's better to... Get it off the back end because, I mean, you know, these people are probably making 100, 200,000 on the sale of their home, depending on the equity that they have. Yeah. So for them to give another 15 is, you know, it's nothing. It's, yeah. it's pennies to them at that point yeah. to get everything. I wouldn't say on. that, but. Well, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. Still like, you know 15 what? racks. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> Which is crazy because the older I get, it's like I just see the way people talk about money. Like, oh, yeah, you know. I got, you know, 20K that I might have to, you know, put down. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God. But people are just like, oh, it's, it's been stacked. We're good. And I'm mm-hmm. like, even me, I got money put in the bank. I'm like, if I had to put away 20K right now, I feel like it'd be, it'd be tough for me. So, so what I would do right now for you guys, mm-hmm. I don't know, how, how soon are y'all looking to? Honestly, we, we're looking at like the next two to two and a half years. Okay. But honestly, the main thing is just to pay down the debt. And also, I, I told my girl, both of us need to start bringing in a little bit more money. Okay. So I'm right now. I'm looking. I'm looking at getting a new job now, but I'm looking to make at least eighty k with this job. Okay. That that's what I'm looking at. So I'm really trying to. But also, it's tough because I want it to be something that I really want to do and enjoy. Um, 
my position to. my position now I, I love what i do i just feel like i need to be paid a lot more which i'm, I'm actually you trying say to you've been in sales right yeah have you ever thought about getting your license for a realty yeah i she talked to me about it but i was like i ah, see I, I don't know I, i'm not I just, I don't, again, like, I maybe I need to everybody intern with somebody. you know down here, Alan, yeah. and everybody you know, oh, man. I might need to intern with somebody, but it's just like I, I haven't been introduced to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I was introduced into uh, what I'm in hospitality now. I was in retail. I worked at the gym. I worked, you know, all this other stuff. I was like, I don't know about hospitality. Mm-hmm. I love staying in hotels. My aunt, my family works at them, but I don't know. I got into it. Then it was just the grind, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like upselling guests and getting, you know, commit, not really commission, but getting bonuses off of that, getting mm-hmm. your cut. And then with the position I'm in now is like, if we do really well, we see something on the back end. So gotcha. it's just like, I, I think, I told her, I think I might want to go into sales, but I'm also like, maybe I can be on the back end, like the coordinator. Side. Mm-hmm. So I'm a coordinator now and I love it. Uh, I think, okay, so in your position, mm-hmm. You know, when I, I kind of, to double back, I, I kind of said, if you're not going to be in real estate 100%, don't do it. But I have to double back because the lady that got me into real estate, my realtor, when I was going through my situation selling my home, she was a teacher. She's a full-time school teacher. Oh, word. Yeah. Okay. And, but <laughs> she makes way more money in real estate than she yeah. does selling houses. I mean, than being a teacher. Yeah. She does not quit that job. Because in that river in Riverside County, she is known as the house lady for that right. school district. Yeah. Everyone that gets transferred to that school district gets sent to her during orientation because they're gonna need a house. What? So she literally won't quit because that's where she gets all of her referrals from. Yeah. You could do the same thing. Yeah. Being in hospitality, you you're having people come in and out. You're meeting so many people. Yeah. Just let them know, hey, just in case y'all know, I'm a realtor. If y'all need me, mm-hmm. and you just put it, just start planting those seeds. Yeah. Just in, if you need me, I'm a realtor. Just in case. Yeah. But my girl was like, you you talk to people so easily, you're so yeah. nice. The, like people trust you, and like you have a, a very welcoming yeah. energy. Why don't you look into that? And Man. I'm like, I don't know. So you have multiple friends who do it. Like you can ask them. I was like, mm-hmm. I, again, I'm in that period to where now, like when I left my Navy gig, you work for the government, safe mm-hmm. job. Didn't wasn't happy there, but didn't want to leave because it was safe. Mm-hmm. And I was like, my next leap, which is this one, I was like, I got to make sure I like what I do. Yeah. So now going to another type of work, I'm just I'm hesitant. You know what I mean? Yeah. But with the baby here now, I'm like, I got to change. You know, change is, is one of those things that, yeah, a lot of people don't like doing, but change brings growth. So yeah. just just remember that change brings growth. Yeah. So that's that's something I need to, you know. Might need to think about that. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like I got a master's degree in homeland security. My whole Ooh, plan shit. was to be down here in San Diego, working at the border, chilling on the beach. Yeah, and I, I mean, life happens. Yeah, now I'm just doing real estate. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I've not been taking even close to IT what courses I went to school for. through Google. That's what I've been doing. Like yeah. on my free time is doing those. I told her if I don't get into anything in like coordinating or anything, IT would be cool because you can work from anywhere. You the job I do now is a lot of back end technical stuff, so mm-hmm. I'm like I love being and working with computers and doing all that. So I mean it's it's integral period to where I'm like I don't know what I want to do next, but Tap I know what I'm great with at. your homegirl that you know you say you have a homegirl that's a realtor out here that helped y'all get this spot. Yeah, yeah. Tap Shout out Christina and um and ask her about the TC thing, man. You can make a little side. Yeah. Well, side gig, man. Yeah. So what is that? Is that like you're in the office or is like, it more no, like you TC's in a laptop? A transition, and you just... co- trans, 
Transaction coordinator. So mm -hmm. basically, you're going to get emails from both the buyer side, both the seller side. Mm -hmm. They're going to be sending you documents as far as like W2, whatever whatever you need for that process, whether it be the tax, the property tax paperwork mm -hmm. or the inspection paperwork or ordering the appraisal, things of that nature. Yeah. She handles all that. that. That's what the TC does. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah. But it's really easy it's it's, yeah. it's really easy. You just there is nothing hard about real estate organized and have really good attention to yeah. detail there is nothing hard about real estate yeah zero zilch nothing it's just having the grind that's the hardest part and if if you don't got the grind you're not gonna make it see but, there we go. yeah that's it so i had a question so one mm -hmm. thing I, I don't know what this means it was a question i put on my instagram and somebody had asked me but it was avoiding pmi Mm -hmm. I've never heard of that, so I'm, I'm gonna let you break down what a PMI is and, and like why avoiding it is important, or even if you need to avoid it. Well, I mean, okay, so PMI is just it's basically mortgage insurance. Okay, so it's insurance basically. Okay, so you're borrowing mm -hmm. money from the bank, mm -hmm. not putting any money down or putting very little money down. Okay, so this is just basically insurance that guarantees the bank is going to get their money that if you default on the loan. Got it, okay. But you have to pay that insurance up front. It's like paying your car insurance or yeah. paying your, you know, is is that's all it is. It's insurance for the for whatever reason if you were to default on that loan, yeah. the bank would get paid. Now is that only if you don't put any money down? Yeah. So now or if you only put like a portion of what they ask exactly. for. Exactly. Okay. So if you want to get around PMI, now you're looking at conventional. You okay. need at least like 20%. Yeah. So just throwing numbers out there, if you're looking at a house that is about 600000 because we're in California, like, let's do 600000 because you, you can get a nice crib out where I'm at at six hundred k. You're going to need about 120000 okay. down to get out of the PMI. But yeah. what that shows the bank, if you're willing to put $120,000 of your own money down, yeah. you're really serious about this house. Yeah. It shows that you got some skin in the game. Yeah. Now, when you coming in with no money down or three three and a half percent with the FHA loan, yeah. the bank wants to have some type of insurance. Like, if you jet on us, are we gonna get our money back? Exactly. Yeah, yeah that's all it is. Okay. Yeah. Because they asked me, I was like, I don't know. What the f like most questions that came in, I was like, <laughs> okay, yeah, this uh, is this same question I got. Yeah. But PMI, I was like, I ain't never heard no shit like that. No. At all. Now, so another thing. Now, I was telling you about that NACA program. So NACA, no money down. And I'm almost, do I have it? I don't know if I wrote that down with me or not, but I almost think NACA, um, there's no PMI with NACA if you qualify. Oh. I'm not okay. 100% sure. I might have to I have to double back with that one, but I'm not sure. So NACA's an NACA? Yeah, NACA. Okay. So NACA basically is a pro, it's a nonprofit program. Mm -hmm. um, they don't advertise because it's nonprofit. Yeah. But if you go through the program and you make it all the way through, what they ask you to do is to advocate for them. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, man, you can go in with a, not the best credit score, yeah. no money down, go through their process, go through their classes, mm -hmm. and in six to eight months be in the house, man. Yeah. Like, And then if you use the, like I was telling you, the multifamily aspect, what they do is they approve you on the, once you get into multifamily homes mm -hmm. the approval process is a little bit different so like say if you're getting a duplex NACA will be like okay we'll approve you 300,000 but the duplex is 500,000 yeah. what you can do is say if there's a, a person that's already living in the one side you can use their income mm -hmm. 
to help you qualify for the loan. Now, what I try to tell people is NACA will approve the the more doors you get Mm -hmm. or the triplex or the quiplex, they'll approve you for more money. Yeah. You know, because those homes are going to normally cost more because they're bigger. Yeah. But what's good about that is the more the home costs, the typically you're going to be in a better area. Yeah. Typically. So even if you're getting a quadplex, and let's just say NACRA approves you for eight hundred, nine hundred thousand on a quadplex, mm-hmm. you're probably going to be in a decent area yeah. than buying a three hundred thousand dollar duplex. You feel it what I'm saying? Because location area. is key with real estate. Location is key. Yeah. Um. So. Yeah, you're you're borrowing a lot more, mm-hmm. but you got three tenants that you can use their income or their rental income as, to help you qualify for the loan. Mm-hmm. No money down. And as soon as you have committed your time with NACRA, I want to say you have to live in a property for five years or more. Mm-hmm. Um, you're able to refinance it and do whatever you want to after that. Okay. Now you got a cash cow. You know? See, that's crazy. Yeah. I'm, just, I'm just thinking about it because for me, I'm like, if I get this home, it's 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 for the family. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of ways we can leverage that and, and get more money out of it. Multifamily, man. Yeah. I think for your first for your first time home buyers, multifamily is the key. Multifamily to use that income and then get your nest egg after. Because just imagine you buy a duplex or a triplex, quadplex, you live in one, rent out the others. Once that time is done, mm-hmm. you've built equity, you've yeah. saved, um, you move out, you rent the unit that you were living in. Yeah. At that point, you can probably you can get whatever you want at that point. I would honestly tell you rinse and repeat. I would do it a couple times before I I would have a couple quadplexes before yeah. I was like, okay, I'm good now. So what? Which? What would you tell the, the first time home buyers if they were to get you know that duplex that triplex? Mm-hmm. What do they have to learn as property managers before they get people in there? That's what's dope about NACAs. So <laughs> if you go through the NACA program uh-huh. and you want to purchase a multifamily unit, mm-hmm. they send you through a property manager class. Oh shit! So yeah. they, they they put you on game. Bingo. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I was about to say, yeah. I get this duplex, and I got people yeah. that I don't know living here. Yeah. I don't. I don't know the laws. I'm yeah. just trying to, you know. They 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 uh they make you take a property manager class. Okay. Yeah. When you get into multifamily, it's just a little different. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you got you get the education. That was my my biggest thing. As I, in my head, I'm like, so I'm in here. I'm renting to three or four different people. I don't know how to be a fucking bro. Mm-hmm. I don't know what my what I'm liable for. What what happens? True. True. So I'm like. It, Okay, but you yeah. you are the property manager. There's no one you that would be. they yeah. bring in as like, or, you know, we'll take care of it for you. I mean, and you or just live there. You could pay a property manager if you yeah. let's just because the tenants will only know you're the landlord unless if you tell them. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so if you, can you be really wanted to be all hands off, you could probably get a property manager to take care of it for you. And you just be, and they just think you're just a neighbor. Yeah. Okay. Okay. 100%. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Okay. So another question that I have for you was the difference between conventional FHA and VA uh, loans only because again, I've never bought a home. I was mm-hmm. kind of in the mix when my parents did it, but again, I was more or less in the background kind of like, okay, yeah, I like that location. That's cool. Plus again, it's mid pandemic. So I couldn't even go with them to every, oh, you know, well, every okay. showing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, but in these three, I mean, VA loans, I'm sure only a certain amount of people can get. Right. Not so, available for that. Yeah, so the VA loan, you know, it's backed by the Veterans Affairs. Um, it's a government back loan, mm-hmm. um, but it's for people, veterans, or yeah. people that prior serve or um, surviving spouses. Okay. 
Um, now FHA, FHA is also a government back loan. Okay. Um, and it's a loan that was meant to help um, low income housing to mm-hmm. purchase a home. Um, because honestly, the hardest part in the home purchase process is the down payment. Yeah. And that's what eats a lot of us up, especially yeah. black people, because we we're horrible at saving money. Oh yeah, <laughs> horrible. Like and I'm bad. I'm bad at it too. Um, but we're horrible at saving money, and that's where they get us because yeah. you have to have a down payment to purchase a home. Yeah. And if you don't ever save up the money to get that down payment, you'll be a renter forever. Yeah. And, and that's ultimately what they want you to do. They want you to be a renter forever. They make you more so, money off you that way. Yeah, yeah, so the FHA loan was a way for them to implement a way for us to come in with a little bit less more money, mm-hmm. um, but then you have the PMI insurance. But you got to pay that up. Exactly. Yeah. So, and then conventional, conventional, like I said um, before, is normally typically 20% down or more. Okay. And uh, that's how you get out of the PMI insurance and. You bring more cash to the table. Most of the time when you go conventional loan, you have more bargaining power, you know, because you're bringing more skin to the game. You got more cash behind you. So, you know, you got more bargaining chips. Okay. Yeah, you can ask for a little bit more. So me, I've never served. Mm -hmm. I used to work for the Navy, but I was never in the Navy. Mm -hmm. My dad, retired Marine. Okay. So for me, let's say I was, you know, and I I will just say for me, I bank with Navy Fed. Mm-hmm. Would I be eligible for that VA loan or would he have to be like a co-signer on that? <clears throat> How would that work for me to be able to get that? Mm. There are different ways y'all can navigate that. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, at this moment, I don't think you do qualify. Okay. I, I, I know the surviving spouse is, but I almost want to say I would have to tap in with um, a good friend of mine, Travis. He, He's he's real big in the Inland Empire. Mm. Um, he's helping push a bill through one right now that veterans that if you're 100 percent disabled, yeah. um, no property tax in the state of California. There's a lot of states that do that already. California isn't one. Yeah. Um, but he's all. There's also a bill that is being worked where, say, your dad does have this home. Has a really good rate. It's a VA loan. He can transfer that VA loan to you. Got it. Okay. You might not be able to qualify to get a new VA loan, but I'd be able to get but it. But he can transfer this existing one to you, and okay. you continue to pay off. Now, would VA there be loan. a fee on that? That transfer? No, with no fee. Okay. I don't think so. Okay. Mm-mm. I don't think there's a fee. Okay. But I'm not. A, I would have to look into that. But I know you would keep the same interest rate and all that good stuff. Okay. Yeah. That's one thing I was wondering. So I'm like, if we get a crib, do I have to have his name on it somewhere to get that loan? But I, Man, I'm gonna have to get back it. to you because I know there's a bunch of there's a bunch of things in the works. Um, because there are they are trying to get it to where you know the children can use it because people are unfortunately people aren't using the benefits. Like, yeah. I didn't know about how how much leverage the VA loan had until I was already out the military and yeah. got into real estate. Then I was like, damn, I could have bought a house every station I went. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because every two years you can recycle the VA loan. Yeah. Rinse and repeat. No money down. Buy a new house. To every, you know what I mean? I would. That's why... I mean, I was stationed with guys that had multiple homes, and I was like, damn, how are y'all doing that? I never got it either. And nobody was, you know, yeah. nobody. Now I make a point to go back to the base. Yeah. I do VA presentations, and I, I try to tap in with the young airmen and be like, yo, you know, use your benefits, and this is how you can use it to build some generational wealth, for sure. 
I used to work at ASW down in Point Loma. Mm-hmm. There'd be cats who come in and they were like, oh yeah, like I'm 24. I just bought my second crib out here. And I'm like, wait, hold on, what? Yeah. Like, yeah, like I'm from Florida. I got a crib back there, but we Bingo. had to move, but I didn't want to sell it, so I'm renting it out. Bingo. And he's like, so my, my tenants out there are pretty much paying for the money out here, but I'm also getting you know, a stipend from my command or whatever. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, like, he was like, yeah, bro, I'm getting, like, X amount of thousands a month. Yeah, I love to and hear I'm, that. And I'm just chilling. I love to hear that, man. Because I wish I would have known that, yeah. man. Yeah, so now that's why I go back. I tap in with him. Because yeah. if you start young, oh, my goodness. Yeah. By the time you retire in the military, if you want to retire yeah. in the military, um, yeah, you can have a nice if you do nice it right. situation. Yeah, one of the cats was coming through. He was he used to, I don't know if you ever been to ASW, but in the Navy Gateway there's like a little mm-hmm. back section where you can kind of hang out. Every day I'm like, bro, like you come on, you onboard the new kids, and then you wait till like 6 p.m. when the next kids come in. Like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm just trading stocks. So I'm like, all right, whatever. You just like mm-hmm. during that time, kind of after COVID, people were always in the stocks, and he was like, yeah, bro, I got like 200k invested, and I was oh, like, wow. what? And he showed me, he's like, yeah, bro, because I got this and that going on. This money I get from here, they already pay for my rent. Also, oh, wow. other money, I don't really go out and do anything. So I'm doing this. And I was like, you learning the game young. Mm-hmm. Like, you were young. I think he was like 27. I'm like, honestly, you're about, at that time, we're about the same age. But our bank accounts are way different. Mm-hmm. He was like, nah, bro, like, you, once you get in here, good. You know what you're doing financially. The military sets you up well. Yeah. The thing is, people don't take advantage because they're they not don't. used to having this they money. They chargers. Yeah, they, exactly. Mustangs. I was like, so what do you do? He's like, bro. <laughs> and motorcycles. He's like, I live downtown. My rent's already covered. I can't lie. I did it too. Yeah. And he was like, honestly, bro, like, I don't have a car. And I was like, you don't want a car? He's like, bro, I don't really do anything. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'd rather stack up money, move back to Virginia, have a fat ass crib, retire early and be mm-hmm. chilling. And I'm like, That's for smart. me, I didn't have that. That I still It's have a, a mindset shift. I still don't have discipline. It's <laughs> a mindset shift, no doubt. And yeah. what I like, I think COVID... COVID was detrimental to a lot of people, but COVID also made people switch their mindset and think out the box. Yeah. Because you had to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You had a to. A lot of us got put in survival mode. Yeah, you had to. And um, I think the younger generation, because of that, has grown. They've seen that, okay, I don't really have to have a nine to five. I can make money yeah. without going to school, or I can make money with this Robin Hood I can make money there's so many yeah. different avenues and hustles and like and people just starting to to figure out their lane yeah yeah I applaud anyone who can I'm still trying to figure it out like you said earlier me and my girl were like we don't want to have to clock in anymore yeah no I hate having to feel like I don't feel good today but I have to go in it's like no mm-hmm. like, I don't feel good but excuse me if we tap into something we love to do that we can just be at home not feeling good, but doing what we got to do, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know. So that's that hustle right there is just. I think you should seriously think about it, man. Think, look into getting the real estate, man. Yeah, yeah. I think you'll be good at it. Yeah, I've been told that, and I'm like, I don't. You know, the thing is with me, I'm like, I need to, I need to do it, and then see. Oh shit, like you can do this, but mm-hmm. in the back of my head, I'm like, you can do whatever you really want. Oh yeah. Even with my daughter now, like I've, I haven't, I've never been trying to tell her she can't do something. Mm-hmm. Like you can't pick that up, but almost like I don't want can't to be in her vocabulary. That's a whole different podcast. That is, hey, <laughs> that parenting one hundred and one. But I just hey, don't want to I, ever I, tell her she hey, can't or she's not. She shouldn't. I'm I like, learned the hard way with that one. Yeah, because yeah, you never want to. I, I used to do that too before I learned. You know, being in the military. You know it, it rewires your brain to think differently. But then once you have children, you got to understand that they not in the military. 
They don't give a fuck about the military. <laughs> like they don't, they don't give a fuck about none of that shit. They yeah. just know you're your dad, and like they just want to have fun. And you know, so once I got out of that mindset, it made being a father a lot easier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like you said, that's a whole nother. <laughs> that's a whole nother. Especially part. being a black father. That's yeah, a whole other man. All right, so let me see what else. I had. A, I mean, you've answered a bunch of them, even just in, in the conversation. You've, you've answered a bunch of these ones. Cool. Um, got knack in there. Yeah, I don't even think we went through the list. We've just been chopping it. <laughs> I was reading through it. I was yeah. like, he actually just answered that one. Like, the knack one, you, you went ahead and just took care of that one already. Yeah, knack um, is, a, is a dope program, man. I hope people really look into that. If you got any questions, just reach out to me, man. Like, yeah. yeah. So on here, I see you have... Um, Cal Hoffa, I mean, you, you went over that one. So Cal Hoffa, I wasn't really too familiar with. Um, it, it's a California program. Yeah. And they released a certain amount of money. And I'm almost, I want to say I saw uh, that they already ran out of money. I'm not 100% sure, but I Damn. think they might be out of it already. And that was for was for like first-time buyers, yeah, low-interest first-time home buyer. It was kind of like a thing towards the end of COVID. But I, I think it's already it might be already done. Yeah. yeah. But NACA is not going nowhere. Okay. FHA is not going anywhere. And if you're a veteran, uh VA loan is like the best leverage you can ever have yeah. in a real estate game. You can literally buy a house every two years. Um well buy a house with your VA loan, no money down, stay in it a year to fulfill your VA obligation. Mm-hmm. I tell my clients, I, I tell them do two years because after two years you get past the capital gains yeah as far as like taxes mm-hmm. and then refinance it to a conventional free up your va benefits and buy another one there you go yeah see that's game right there yeah. <laughs> every couple of years you can get a new crib with the va loan so the mcc mortgage credit certificate tell me about that what is mortgage credit certificate yeah uh, i'm not familiar i think you have that one in your notes let me see more. I'm the, for me. I'm the, I'm asking. I know some people might be you know second, third home buyers. I'm my a lot of my questions is based on the first time home buyer kind of like okay. things that we we should prepare for, things we should look at. Is there a website you could recommend? Um, I'm gonna just stick, strictly say in Southern California. If we're Southern California buyers, is there a website we should go to, or is it more or less like just tapping to somebody in your county for the best programs? Or how how the programs work out here? Um. For the pro- so programs for first time home buyers are always changing. So you would just have to tap in whenever you're ready to see what's out there. Yeah. Um. But what what you first you really want to do is get with a good real estate agent. Yeah. You know somebody that you can talk to, um, somebody that you feel comfortable, um, sharing personal information with because yeah. the real estate um, buying process is very personable. Like yeah. I'm gonna need to know how much money you really have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to really need to know if you're, like, paying your credit card bills and stuff like that. Like, yeah. it can get really... Because a lot of people on the outside will be like, oh, yeah, yeah, I got this, this, and this. But then yeah. when you start digging deep into their finances, it's just like, whoa, okay. <laughs> we got to clean up a few things, you know? That's one thing shoes taught me, too, because people buying shoes and having mm-hmm. the latest Supreme, and then you meet them, and it's like, you... You barely eating, tripping. But you know what I mean. So that's why I can. I can't hate me. though. I did it too. Oh, oh, I, I sure I did myself. I sure did I too myself. I can't hate. I did it. I had a man. When I was back. working for Lids, bro, I'm oh, telling you, God. 
my checks were small back then. I, I worked for Liz, and I might get like a seven hundred dollar check, mm-hmm. and no lie, four to five was already bought for shoes. Parents oh, coming man. out, I wanted. I was young and dumb then, yeah. like two hundred bucks for two weeks. I'm straight with that. Yeah. I'll bring cereal to work. I'll hit McDonald's <laughs> every day. You, know you already mean? planned it out. <laughs> yeah, and then like looking back, I'm like, bro, you literally went for broke just to have a pair of shoes, yeah, bro. We all did it. Yeah, yeah. I don't pass judgment, of course. I'm like, yeah. I, I've been there. Yeah, I've yeah. done it. Yeah, I'm not doing that shit no more, though. <laughs> nah, I'm done. I've been done with that. Yeah, it was fun, though, man. We was young. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. We were in Cancun for Manny's wedding, and they were always like, well, how do you guys know each other? I'm like, shoes. But ironically, most of us don't even collect anymore. Yeah, we don't. I, I still That's do. So crazy. But most of us don't really co- collect, but we just we connected over oh, shoes. Yeah, over shoes, the shoes are just the things that kind of, you know. Yeah, brought it together. Yeah. That was cool. So, but yeah, so I mean, um, what are the top three things you would recommend for a first time home buyer? Like the first, the top three things that you would, if you met me and I was like, look, I'm trying to buy a home, what are the first three things that you would ask me? Boom. Three to five. There's more than that. Feel free to, to okay. ask me. Well, yeah, okay. So, first, like I say, find a real estate agent that you trust mm-hmm. and that you know and that you have a connection with. Um, and then through that, have him put you in contact with his trusted lender because first you want to know how much you can afford yeah you know what's your budget like so once you get with the lender you're going to get he's going to go through your um your your credit worthiness he's going to go through your accounts he's going to ask you for some paperwork so he can apply for the loan he's going to give you a pre-approval and based on that pre-approval he'll let you know okay from this preliminary from what i see I can pre-approve you for six hundred thousand. Yeah. Now that lets me know as an agent, okay, six hundred thousand. Your mortgage is gonna be four k. How do you feel about four and a half, four to four and a half k a month? Can you can you do that? Yeah. And if you tell me, yeah, I can do that comfortably, or nah, I'm more comfortable around three or three and a half. Okay, yeah, you might be pre-approved for six hundred, but we're gonna start looking around like four fifty-five. Yeah, because if you're not comfortable, I want to make sure you get into something where you're not stretching yourself too thin. Yeah, and that you can comfortably cover your mortgage payment and have money left over in there your pocket. Okay. So yeah, you might be a pre-approved for this much, but that's not what we're gonna go for. We're gonna put you something more realistic. Yeah, okay. exactly. Um, and then once that process is start, I'll set you up on a um, property search campaign that is tailored to your criteria, how much you want to spend, how many bedrooms, uh, what area you want to look into school districts, especially you with having, you know, the little one. Yeah. You want to make sure you look into school districts and um, accessibility, you know, grocery stores, shopping. Where is all that stuff located to you? Because location is key when it comes to real estate, especially if you're looking to later on rent this out to someone else. Yeah. You want to make sure you get in a good location. Okay. Yeah. So with lenders, so like let's say you have, you're pretty sure you have your trust mm-hmm. lender you go through. What if they're like, okay, that's cool, but I want to go through my personal bank to see if I can get a better offer. That's cool too. That's cool. Okay. You know, so if you have a relationship with a bank or a credit union that you've been with for years and – you know, you have multiple accounts with them, uh, credit cards with them, and you have that relationship, you could possibly get a better rate with them. Okay. I mean, that's an option. Yeah. Okay. So just because I presented you with a lender, that doesn't mean you have to yeah. use that lender. It's why I already got you on or this Or what you can do is go to your bank, mm-hmm. 
and then go to my lender and then compare, have them compare. And then maybe yeah. your bank can beat my lender, but most of the time my lender could probably beat the bank. When uh -huh. you get into private lending, they can't, banks are so much, so strict. Yeah. Unless you're dealing with a credit union. You say you were Navy Fed credit. Yeah. So you could probably get a decent rate with them, but my lender could probably still beat them out because he's private. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, I'm just, I'm just trying to think of, of other questions. Like I said, you didn't, you didn't ran through a bunch of these. I just yeah, I'm kind of scanning through the notes right now. I'm, I was looking for that one question you asked me for the MCC. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so while we skim through that, like as far as, as as selling the homes, this is another question I had asked. Mm -hmm. Do you? Oh, I know certain realty. Let me try to start this the proper way. I know certain you know realty groups have homes in a network that they're already kind of working with the sellers on. For you, let's say I find a home in Santee. I love it. Okay. But that's not necessarily one that your team is, is working with. There's another realtor who's in there. Is that home theirs or can anyone come in and say, hey, I'm a realtor. My name is Terrell. I want to help you sell your home. Like, are they tied to that one realtor to help them sell or can anyone come in? Okay. And, and so, well, it's two different sides. So, um, there's a buyer side and then there's a seller side. And yeah. each side has their own agent. Yeah. So... If there's a house that you like that's on a, that's that's popping up on a listing, yeah, that listing was posted by agents, so that yeah. that seller already has an agent. Okay, and then I would represent you as the buyer. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, got it, got it. And okay. that's how that works out. So normally, just to give you an idea, say like, okay, say we're the house is five hundred thousand, yeah, and the commission split is normally like five percent, yeah. The buyer's agent will get two and a half percent, and then the seller's agent will get two and a half percent of the sale. Gotcha. And then that's okay. how we work out the commissions. But for me, like you were asking me earlier, where do I work? Like, do I travel all over the IE? I mean, I, I travel to IE, San Diego, Orange County, LA. Um, I'm all over. Yeah. But if I couldn't get down here, I have a network of other agents because. There's also referrals. Yeah. Like there's so many ways to eat in real estate. So if I couldn't come down here, mm -hmm. what I could do is sit you up with one of my good friends that are real estate agents on a referral basis. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, hey, this is my client. I can't take care of them. Here's the deal. Now, twenty five percent off. Yeah, yeah. And you've already ran their credit and everything. Everything. And I'm just, just. I'm giving you everything. He's solid pre-approved good to go he just needs to get put in this house easy day okay yeah all right. so and sure then a lot of agents hop on that because the paperwork and everything's done yeah yeah they just got to find a home match with seller. bingo easy okay yeah. okay I, was, I thought about that i don't know what someone asked me a question i was like that's a good question can a they, lot can of they seasoned help? real estate agents when they get to the point where they just get re that's what they do yeah they don't i mean why where they can just refer, 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 and just eat off of the refers. You know, I didn't think about it the way you said it was there's like a seller's and a buyer side. That's mm -hmm. obvious, of course, but I was thinking as a real estate agent, you're of course you're you're selling a property. You can do but, both. But I mean, but in that case, you're more you're on the buyer side. So you're like yeah. you're buying with your client, but you're not you know what I mean? Like that's yeah. why I was But you can do both. You can cover both sides. It's not typically um California is one of the one states that lets you do that actually. But I could yeah. I could. So like say if I had a listing. Mm -hmm where I am um, representing the seller. Yeah. 
and you're my boy and you see my open house on Facebook and you're like, oh man, I like that. I want to put in an offer. I'm like, all right, cool. I can represent you. Now I'm representing a buyer and a seller. It can get a little dicey yeah. because technically I'm supposed to get you the best deal and I'm supposed to get him the best deal. Yeah. How can I do that if I'm playing both sides? That's That was the thing I was also wondering. So it can like, get a little dicey because if later come down the fact and you did, now one, I have to disclose to both of you guys that I'm, I'm you know, representing both parties. Yeah. If I don't disclose that, and let's say you find out later and you feel like, well, damn, man, I don't feel like I got a good deal, now I can get sued. You yeah. know what I mean? So it's a dicey game when you, I mean, that's a big check, but I mean, do you really want to play that game? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not really worth it for me. Yeah. Yeah. I'd rather just keep it, you know, yeah. cross the T's and dot the I's, man. Like, yeah. So let's say, again, you're on the selling side. Mm-hmm. And you have a home. Let's say you don't know the buyer, but the, you somehow meet the buyer. They come to you. What do you have to disclose about the home? Like, let's say I'm I'm showing you things in this home. Do you do your own appraisal before you know? Like, let's say I'm selling my home. Do you come to do your own appraisal mm-hmm. and kind of get the value? And then so the appraisal is done on the buyer side. Okay. The buyer, that's their responsibility. Okay. If you're buying this, then it's your responsibility to get it appraised and inspected and things of that nature. Okay, because I'm just asking, like, let's say, mm-hmm. you know, you're selling a house to somebody, you're helping to get it off the market, and there's a leak, but you don't know about the leak. Yeah. So then is it like, oh, well, you know, you should have disclosed that to me. It's more like, no, 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 you should have got it appraised. That was on exactly. you. Exactly. Got it. Okay. So if I'm representing the seller, mm-hmm. and for whatever reason, he's like, oh, yeah, I got a leak, like, the foundations, whatever, now I legally have to disclose If that. they disclose it to you. Yeah. Okay. But if I don't know, then I don't know. Okay. You know what I mean? But do you ever do like, like not saying you do, I mean, I'm sure you're in the selling business, so you're mm-hmm. not going to do a full inspection. But let's say how, this house, I'm like, hey, I want to sell this house. I want you to represent me. Do you ever come through and say, okay, cool. Like, can I come do a walkthrough to kind of Oh, yeah, 100%. Through? So yeah. once you get into the process, so buying a home, the process of buying a home, mm-hmm. it's almost identical in selling a home. There's yeah. a whole process. So the first step is, emotionally detaching yourself yeah what that involved is decluttering when people start decluttering and getting rid of things and throwing away things they don't want or needing that's when it really gets emotional yeah. like you're cleaning out the closet and you <laughs> you know you opening boxes that you haven't opened for years yeah. and you like that's when it really hits people yeah like do I really want to sell this house now? Like, you know what I mean? So it's really important to get emotionally detached. Yeah. Once you do that, the declutter process starts. Storage, you know, you want to start taking pictures and getting the home ready to sell because honestly, you know, just like a, just like a vehicle, you can't you can't sell a you can't sell a broke car. Yeah. You can't sell a broke house, you know. So if there's little things that need to be fixed, whether it be paint, holes in the walls, doors, minor things, now, there are some things that I recommend my clients not fix because if you are going to put money into your house and mm-hmm. fix things, you know, I want you to get $3 for every dollar you spent. Yeah. So if this improvement that you're doing isn't going to get you the return times three, then it's not really worth it in my eyes. Yeah. Because the person that's buying a home is going to do whatever they want to do with it anyways. So you can put new carpet. But what if the person that buys it wants wood up, floors? Yeah. Now you just put new carpet that's finna get ripped right back out. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's little things that's worth putting into the home that'll bring more value. But then there's some things you can kind of pass on because it's not gonna bring the value. Yeah. Yeah. See, that's interesting. I don't know. I just feel like 
it's just good to learn these things. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just you don't some things you don't know until you know. You know what yeah. I mean? Kitchens and bath kitchens and bathroom cell homes. Yeah, and the master bedroom. But most of the time, it's the kitchen. If the kitchen is fire and like upgraded, the bathrooms are fire upgraded. Yeah, that's what sells the house. Because we got this one. The roof was brand new. They mm -hmm. just redid the, the kitchen. Everything was all done. Mm -hmm. They pretty much, you know, redid the whole house essentially mm -hmm. to, to sell it. Okay. Yeah. But I mean, I think that's more of it's like if it's an older house, you want to kind of put the money into. And then if you do purchase, so what a lot of people do, they purchase a home and they be like, okay, that's it. But that's not it. Like you have <laughs> to keep it. Purchasing a house is just like purchasing a vehicle. You got to keep it up to up to standard. Like you got to change the tires on your house. Yeah. So you got. I mean, I'm saying you got to change the tires on your house. You got to change the tire. <laughs> you got to change the tires on your car. Eventually, yeah. you know, you got to upgrade it. So same thing with your house. Like every couple of years, you need to fix and change things to keep yeah. it up to date and with the time. Because so when you do go to sell it, you don't have to be like, oh God, yeah. I haven't touched this house in 15 years. Yeah. Let me try to get it up to code now. You know, if you do it little by little as you, you know, grow into the home, yeah. when it's time to sell, it shouldn't have an issue. We didn't, at least I didn't realize how much gardening we had to really do. Mm. We got turf in the backyard. Oh, wow. But we got, also, we had weeds back there. Oh. So we first moved in. They started growing in during the summer. We took them out. Now they, they just blossom out of nowhere. Mm -hmm. And then we didn't know before, but there was gophers. And they come up from under the, the only reason we knew is they was coming up under the turf. And I was like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> so now we we trying to like snip and kill weeds and do gophers, but it's it's so much work because yeah. the first few months is like the honeymoon, like, oh, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. Everything here is fine. Then slowly things start happening. Oh, and yeah. it's like, yo, homeowners insurance, do, how, I mean, is that required out here in California? Um, have? I I mean, I recommend my client. I usually work it into the deal, homeowners homeowners insurance at least for the first year yeah um but yeah i recommend it um because things happen yeah you know things always happen um but during my inspection like say if i'm going my client's about to buy a house i'm going through the inspection with the appraiser i want to see what he sees i'm going through with the inspection guide because i want to see what he sees and i want to make sure he's looking at you know the hot water heater or the air condition. Let's see how much life we got left on these utilities, because yeah. those are the those are the gonna be the first things that go that you're gonna have to replace. Or you know, if does the home have a pool? Okay, what does the pool motor look like? What's the heater look like? Yeah. You know, let's let's look at these things and make sure that they're good to go. So, you know, you don't move into something and immediately got to start. Yeah changing appliances and things like that so yeah. do you go when they go when the appraiser comes do you go with them to yeah i like to yeah, i like okay. to see what they look at okay you know some agents do um some a lot of agents don't me personally i like to see what the because then i get a good idea what they're looking for yeah you know what i mean yeah okay. and i mean i'm guessing that could probably differ or is there like a like a concrete like list of things they have to go through man if you ask an appraiser they'll make it seem like it's way more complicated than what it is <laughs> but at the end of the day they the ones that's going to give you the value at home so you got to kind of jump when they say jump and play the game with them yeah you know okay. yeah because the appraiser can change it can the appraiser can literally kill a deal yeah yeah so do you have a, an appraiser that you like to offer your clients normally when you like, go va yeah um, normally when you go VA, FHA, they have a set network. You don't get to pick. Okay. They, they just send a random, whoever pops up. Okay. They send them out. So you don't know who you're going to get. And yeah. 
I just wonder if I'm like, yo, y'all have someone who you're like, you know what, hey, he's great. I know what he's looking for. This house has it. This will get me the best mm-hmm. value. Or someone else like, you know what, I don't. I don't know about this. I'm gonna come through and try to get you the best deal because I'm gonna just find this and that to just tack on there. Whenever that's you why get I wanted your there was house, a certain list. So whenever you get ready to get your house appraised, mm-hmm. unfortunately, I mean, but it's a conversation we have to have. But like, you want to take down all personal pictures. You don't want to have family photos, um, things because there have been some appraisers in the past that have, you know, purposely. Um, not appraise black and brown people houses to what their value should be because of, you know, they walk in the house and see, you know, yeah. pictures on the wall or whatever. There was a lawsuit about that, yeah. right? This black couple, they yeah. did their house appraisal. Yeah. Then they had their white friends come 100%. in and tell it was their house and they got yeah. a higher value. Like 100K. Like crazy. Like how is it off that much? That's insane. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> yeah. That is wild. Like the house I told you where so. they, they pulled it off the market, they, that house was like just walking into this one. Mm-hmm. Everything was where it was at. There was groceries in there. There was stuff in the room. Yeah, they're not just moving. Like, yeah, I mean, they pulled it, but in my head, I'm like, they're not going nowhere. Yeah, they there was some houses you go into, and it looks like it's just like a, a, a show unit. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that's why. Okay, staging is everything too. Mm-hmm. You know, staging is good for me. I like to, for my homes to be vacant. Yeah, because I want the buyer to imagine their things in it. Bingo. You know, yeah. but. You know, as long as you got the house staged and decluttered, declutter is the biggest thing. Like, yeah. cabinets, you know, you want everything off the cabinets, everything off the table, everything stuffed somewhere <laughs> behind a door or something. You know what I mean? It's just, I don't know, it it does something to people's vision. When it feels no, new. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's, it's just one of those things, yeah. Well, we've gone in the summer, and I'm like, oh, so they already moved up. No, they still live here. Yeah. And it was just so bare you couldn't tell. It's yeah. so like you said in my head, I'm like, all right, well, I can imagine this being the room I record in. And you know, that's like room. a new, that's like this this new way of, my ex was on the minimalist, I think that's what she yeah. call it. Is that like a thing? I've, I've tried know, to man. adopt that, but as you can tell, I'm Yeah, I don't even know heavily. what that is, man. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. Minimalist, I guess you just live with the least... Or the, just the essentials, that's essentials. it. The essentials. I'm like, I like shoes too much, even yeah, though I don't buy it like I used to. But it's like, <laughs> I like nice have, things, man. Yeah, if you want to talk, I go have one game system, <laughs> one TV, 10 pairs of shoes. I'm like, you crazy yeah, as hell. Nah, I'm cool. You got 10 pairs of shoes in this room alone. What you talking about? <laughs> that's cool. Man. Yeah, I know you've been up since five, so I don't want to hold you too long. But before I go, mm-hmm. there's a segment we do on every show called Tap In. Okay. Now, it's something that you can do. I know you said you're on your, your cleanse right now. You're on your, you know, so it could be, you know, I want to tap yeah, into man, my health. Yeah, I came down here the wrong time, man. It's about to be Cinco <laughs> de Mayo tomorrow too, man. That's testing your strength, though. Man. But in this one, it's like you can tap 30 in. 30 days, no drinking. I think I'm on like day 20 or something. I'm not sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, you got 10 more days. Yeah. You can redo Cinco de Mayo. Yeah. But it could be tapping with family, tapping spiritually. Anything in your life that you, you really want to tap into to bring back to the forefront to kind of get you where you want to be. So what would you say you want to tap in with? Person, place, thing, anything in the world. Man, I just want to tap in with myself spiritually. Okay. Yeah, and get back to... I'm, I, I feel like I'm going... I, I'm tapped in um, as far as... My mindset focus on on real estate and yeah, I just want to tap in and be a hundred percent focused on business and I want to build this generational wealth. I want to be that foundation for my family to be like, hey, let's go to let's go to Hawaii, 
don't worry about it. Just show up. Yeah. I, got, I got it. Yeah, like that type of big uncle type situation. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's what I want to be the first in my family to be like, hey, let's go on a cruise. Don't worry about it. I, like family cruise, I got it. Don't worry just about pack it. Just show up. Yeah, yeah, just show up. Let's have a good time. Yeah. Or, you know, something like that. That's what I want to do. Okay. Yeah. That's beautiful, though. I mean, like I said, having baby girl, I'm like, generational wealth is important. Bingo. Like, people like when when she her baby shot like oh what shoes does she want and in my head i'm like i'd much rather y'all just give us money like yeah. it sounds weird put it, but, in the, put it in the fund yeah yeah put she, in trust right now when she she has an or, ira right now so a big thing right now a big play is the uh 529 uh, the insurance the um oh golly what did i just tapped in what is the gerber is? or no it's, i think it's called uil, UIL? Uh, um or ULI, mm -hmm. Universal Life, yeah, Universal Life Insurance. So okay. you can start insurance policies on your children. Yeah. Children now, mind you. These are insurance policies that you can pay in, mind you, like 10 bucks a month, 15 bucks a month. It's something silly. Yeah. I set them up for my little ones. And um, when they get of age, they turn 18. These insurance policies they can pull from. Yeah. So you want to go to school or you need a new car, you can pull from these insurance policies because it's money that they've, they've been paying into yeah. over years. Yeah, right. I highly recommend looking into that. Because we, uh, we got her IRA. Mm -hmm. we, put a, good. we put a grand into it, mm -hmm. and then we kind of let it stack, and then we took some money we got from family. So I think right now she has like a little over 2K. But we're, sort of, we're just going to keep putting in. Once we came back from this last trip, we're like, all right, we're going to save again. We're putting Have you heard of Greenlight? No. Greenlight is like another avenue where you can um, invest for your children. You can set up brokerages. So you can set her, her up like a little brokerage account. Yeah. Say she got whatever's in the account and pick three stocks, two ETFs. Yeah. Apple. Um, shit. Apple. Let's say Mike. Uh, no. Apple. What's another good one? I think Disney might have been in one Disney's of the ones a good there. one. Um. Or, man, why am I? Oh, Nike. Bang. There we go. Nike, yeah. Disney, Apple, two ETFs. Let's just do XLK and QQQ technology mm -hmm. and have it set up to invest 25 bucks in each one of those every month. Mm -hmm. Man, <laughs> she turned 18. Yeah. Yeah, it's a wrap. We were already talking. Just put away every birthday. <laughs> like, there's nothing. Christmas, what's what's five stocks times 25? What is that? 150 bucks a month? Not even? So I wouldn't. 125? Five times 25? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, man, that's nothing. You spend that going out to eat. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Once. Skip, skip, a, skip a pair of shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Two months worth right there. Yeah. 100%. Okay. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes, I mean, honestly, like I said, with us, like, material things are cool, but I'm like, for her, I'm like, I'd rather her turn. 18 and the world is hers yeah kids, versus, you kids know, make you think differently man kids oh yeah. definitely make you look at the world differently it's weird when we first heard about it, i was all right like january of last year i think i ended up buying like 25 pairs of baby shoes <laughs> crazy and then like the next month when we saw her like we found out her gender and saw like the picture of like actually like a baby i was like yo this shit doesn't matter yeah. I want to make sure you have the financial freedom to do whatever you want you know what i mean just looking That's at funny, mom, man. i think jordan my oldest maybe he's 11 now yeah maybe up until 
two years ago, three years ago, he was still wearing shoes I bought him when he was a baby. <laughs> like, it was stupid. Bro. I put a halt to it. I, I yeah, put a halt to I put, it. I bought, he had so many shoes before he was even born. It was yeah. it was crazy. Yeah. And then I, I didn't just buy baby shoes. I bought him like all the up way to, up. She has yeah, like three, I was buying them up, up to there. like youth. Yeah. She got three wise. <laughs> I told my friends, I was like, honestly. Because I was like, yeah, you're going to wear these one day. These fire. <laughs> That's what I kept saying. I was like, I told him, look, we love the gifts. I love shoes, but I would much rather y'all invest yeah. in our future. It sounds weird to ask, but I'm like, look, if you really want to do something. Nah, it's smart. Instead of buying you know, like a, every a, other culture does that except us. Yeah. I'm like, instead of buying a $50 pair of shoes, Give us 50 in cash or give us 20 bucks. Jewish people, Asian people, everybody, yeah. they get money, they put it in accounts, and they watch yeah. it grow. They don't waste money on bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I work with a lot of people who do bat mitzvahs and bar mitzvahs. Yeah, man. And then oh, one, they rack up. One of them, <laughs> one of them was like 70K up. for the event. Yeah, rack up. I talked to the father, and he was like, honestly, like we're a family. We all chip in. Yeah. This money right here, we've been and putting in since he was before put in, in his, It doesn't hurt anyone because yeah. everybody is putting in. Yeah. So nobody's going broke because everybody's helping. Man. We had a Jewish wedding and the, the dad was like, he he tipped me 350 Man. He's like, what is your Venmo? I didn't want it. I was like, what is your Venmo? I finally gave it to him. I was like, this is too much. And he was like, no, you've been amazing. He's like, honestly, brother, you see what I just paid for this wedding? This is nothing. Yeah, You man. deserve more than this, but I don't want to offend anyone else. But it, the, the way they do it, though, they work together. Yeah. I feel like Good in the time. black community, it's more of like I think it's coming you. back. I think, I think in the black community, it's getting there. Mm-hmm. We're starting to get over that stigma and I think it's just been years of stigma not to our fault but just society and the way we look at each other as black men like you walk a path like as a black man I walk past another black man I shouldn't feel like some type of way so now when I when I walk past another black man I make a point to say hi yeah and it's crazy because the reaction you get is like whoa it's a like, sigh of relief. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh shit. He said, like, oh, what's up? Me and like, my, you know me and what I mean? Like, yeah, it's that. crazy. Why do we have that? Yeah. That, I don't know, man. That's weird. But, but it's we gotta get past like that. You, you button heads, but like, yeah, for no reason. Nod, it's like, okay, cool, we cool. Yeah, he's cool. All right, cool. I'm cool. He's cool. Yeah, it's like, but it why? Shouldn't be like, yeah, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, it shouldn't be like that at all. Yeah. Especially in most places when you walk past other brothers, it's you and them. Exactly. It's not many of us, but it's like the few of us in there, it's like it's tension. And it's like, that first nod, at first, how you doing, brother? And it's all right, cool. All right, cool. It's, it's wild, but again, me yeah. and Bobby got a series coming up. We're going to talk about that. But yeah, that's yeah, wild I, how I can't wait to hear. Go. Yeah, I can't wait to hear that because, yeah, it's weird that we do that as black people. We got to get past that. Yeah. Because once we get past that, I think that's when things is really going to start changing. Oh, we run a lot of shit. Yeah. Coming from entertainment to Crazy. sports to whatever, we got a lot of power. Yeah. But before I let you go, because again, it's, it's almost 11. I want to yeah. make sure you get safe into the crib. Any parting words for the people? Could be personal, could be financial could just be about homes anything you want to say man um yeah uh you know take your future seriously um really really think about you know diving in deep in real estate you know reach out to me 951-850-0097 if you don't reach out to me um reach out to a real estate agent you trust and really like when I was on my way out the military, I was pushing my um, troops to uh, invest in the stock market because that's what I thought was the way. I thought the stock market, and this is before COVID. This is right when Robinhood first started. Yeah, I made all my troops download Robinhood, refer each other <laughs> so they get the free stock or whatever. Yeah, And I mean, every day they came to work, they would see me watching CNBC and investing. They would ask questions. But now that I'm in real estate, 
real estate blows the stock market out of the water. <laughs> like, you take your residual from real estate, and when you don't have nowhere else to put it, you put it in the stock market. Yeah. Or in a different investment. You know what I mean? Yeah. Real estate is where it's at. There we go. 100%. Percent. That might be the title of this podcast. Yeah, right? real estate is where it's at. <laughs> it is. <laughs> like, it's crazy. I'll put your socials in, in the, the bio of the oh, okay. podcast episode. Appreciate so. you. I don't know if you want the phone number in there, but if not, I'll put your IG and then your website and all that. That Bingo. way they know where to find you and okay. all that stuff. Then they can do their own research. So Bingo. Just Appreciate so y'all remember, Southern California, not just the IE. Yes, sir. San Diego, Orange County, LA, all wherever. Over. He got you. <laughs> and if he ain't got you, he knows somebody that got you. Bingo. So either way, you say <laughs> Yes, sir. But as usual, it's your boy Tron. Thank y'all so much for listening. Jabrell, thank you for yeah, coming down you here. I know you're a busy man. man. I appreciate you for stopping by, brother. Appreciate man. you. San Diego's my office for the next couple of days. Just hang out. You heard him, y'all. Yeah. All right, then. Till the next one. Peace. Yeah.